You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have our Elimination Chamber recap. NXT Wednesday has a great night, and there's a little something going on in the country all over the globe that we we might end up getting into tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. How about the third time? Is that better? Still like the first one better, but that's just me. Six at nine <laughs> to five, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, a.k.a. No, I am your host, Bill Vega, a.k.a. Why did one match break the camel's back? Here's the secret. It's the million under marks underneath it. It's all mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And to my left, we have two beers, Zach Bowman. What's going on, two beers, Zach? That was better. That was Thanks. a good one. Yeah, I fucked up <laughs> twice. A little peek behind the curtain, guys. Yeah. I had to do that three times. Yeah, usually right. doesn't happen. Usually doesn't happen. Two times is usually the the bar that we shoot for for uh, the opening segment. It's not all about me, though. How are you, Zach? I'm doing okay. I feel uh, personally attacked by this uh, coronavirus. Not that I have it, but uh, it's going to ruin my vacation plans. We'll go to Disney here in a couple mm. weeks. God damn, man. That really sucks. Yeah, it's a big old Like, when you're bummer. looking forward to something and it gets ripped out from underneath you, like, no joke, that fucking sucks. It's going to suck worse for my kids because at least I can, like, appreciate the reasoning behind it. They're going <laughs> to... We haven't broke the news to them yet. <sighs> We're still... I mean, they closed Disneyland, but they haven't closed uh, Disney World yet, so we'll see. Anyway, I wouldn't count on it. (laughs) I know we're going to get into that later, but uh, I really think this is a a plot by the lizard people uh, to uh, infiltrate our government. Okay, yeah. I I heard Planet of the Apes was the running theory there for a little bit, but okay, what lizard people it is. And to his left, we had just a great opening, guys. And to his left, we have (laughs) Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? In these times, allow us to bow our heads and pull down the latest edition of the Band for Ringside podcast, volume 146, chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you. Thanks for a great time this weekend. Um, Ooh, that sounds saucy. You know, for everybody... Thanks for a great time, he says. For everybody... I know, in Seattle, like, the, that's oh, where... Oh, this motherfucker went to Seattle? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, motherfucker. Uh, I know, we got coronavirus. Son Sit of right a next bitch. <laughs> so, I need you. to we, label we, this microphone so I, I use it. <laughs> <laughs> for, everybody, for everybody that can't see us right now, which is everybody except for us three. Right. Every time Jason says, listen, scare, share, sc- subscribe, repeat, he does the sign of the cross. Are you Catholic? No. Okay. All right. Well, I am, and that's offensive. So please refrain from doing that, and I'll refrain from all black jokes from here on out. Can Catho lick my balls? <laughs> I was getting ready to say, now you know that ain't going to happen. <laughs> all right, guys, we are coming at you from uh, the bunker that we're staying in right now. <laughs> to you act like we could Try and stay healthy. We're confined. We could be if, soon. If it's just me, you, if it's just us three, Reba the dog and Millie the cat, and I mean, on this TV in front of us, I have WWE Network, HBO, Netflix, Hulu and Amazon, we we could be okay for a little bit. I also have NBA TV, but that's not going to be very good either because yeah, right. I don't have anything to bet on tonight, dude. 
This thing's crazy. But yeah, we're down in South City. Uh, we're going to get to the coronavirus stuff. We figured we would lead with some stuff that's not coronavirus related. <laughs> no, we're going to lead with worse. <laughs> Hold on. Say that again. Pretend I edited it. <laughs> we're we're going to lead with worse. Jason Bell, what's worse than coronavirus? Man, wow. <laughs> Deal with the worst first here, Jason. <laughs> let's get it out of the way. Yeah, man, that's crazy because I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, let's go back to Sunday night. Oh, it was that bad. Elimin- Elimination Chamber. Uh, let's just cut to the chase. I'm assuming that we have all seen it, talked about it, bumped into somebody that's watched it, whatever the case may be. So let's just jump into it. Uh, main bumped event. into somebody that gave you the Elimination Chamber virus? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shake hands with somebody that watched it. Yeah, right. I was about to say, it's all elbows <laughs> from here on in. Shada Baszler obviously wins the main event and now is slated to face the man, Becky Lynch, in at least one half of the women's title picture uh, at WrestleMania. Um, I guess that, uh, people had a problem with the way that this match was booked, the way Shayna came in. I believe it was... The, the third in and basically ran through the the roster, so to speak. Uh, the Riot Squad, let's just call it for what it is. I said it last week. They had really no business being in there. Uh, Natty was the veteran of the group, so that kind of makes sense. Asuka, to me, was the so legit uh, threat, and she came in with a gimpy wrist. So all that said, all that leads to Shayna Baszler rowing over any and everyone in her path, winning the match and going on to face Becky Lynch. From there, uh, I was debating it with these guys outside. I didn't think that this was the shit show that they thought it was. I thought the front half of the Elimination Chamber was really good, highlighting with Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. I thought that was probably the match of the night. Even though it was a work rate match and it really didn't have a lot of build to it, the match itself, I thought, took the feud, I guess, or a better angle. The to, only unadvertised match. It took that to a better angle, and it just kind of proves to what I said before that. Unless they announced it on SmackDown, which I don't think they did. They, there was, was a skit on SmackDown. And that's where they announced the match. I didn't watch it. I'm going to go home and watch it tonight, but. That's don't, where they announced the match. You no, because yeah. I want to see what John Cena said. Or you I want to see how. On that sword. No, I want to see nah, just, what Bray Wyatt says. Give it a what's pass, his dude. rational no. rationale? Your, your to, time's got to be worth something. Well, I mean, it is, but I got to see it for myself because that way I can shit on it or decide not to shit on it. Um, Andrade, Umberto, uh, Umberto, I thought was good, not great. Um, I thought the SmackDown Tag Team uh, Elimination Chamber match was good, and then from that point on, it kind of starts to. Good. And I can I mean I agree with good. everybody else. Like it was fine. The front half I thought was good. The back half when Taker comes out and interrupts the match, that's where I thought it started to slide. And from that point on, it slid from from there to the main event. I'll just say this and I'll pass the mic. I don't have a problem with the main event. Either that you were gonna do a squash with Shayna Baszler throughout the weeks leading up to WrestleMania, which probably should have been the way to go. Or are you doing it in one fell swoop? Well, I mean, the only problem with the main event, I would say sorry to cut you off, but I'm not. You're not. The only problem with the main event <laughs> was that it was so predictable. Like, well, I mean, a lot. But that, like, predictable is not over, always bad. We always no, say that. But, but and in this case, you you had to do it this way because. After that pay-per-view, 
to end with Shayna Baszler standing tall. And she might be a big star. She might be a great heel, but she is not. And maybe this is what happens when you don't charge people for pay-per-views anymore. You can just have super mediocre pay-per-views. But that is not what the end of a pay-per-view should look like. What should have been the main event then? I mean, I, I think it was just a shitty card. I think they were they were screwed no, from the no, beginning. If, look, if you're going if you're gonna make okay. this argument, then give me a solution. What should have been the main event? Then the main event should have been Street Profits versus Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. Okay, but that that wasn't predictable. No, it's predictable, but at least. I mean, yes, that was just as predictable. Like, okay, so what, it, I mean, what's it was what's the your, card? It was the card. We, no, you. We knew this coming in, though. It wasn't like this was all of a sudden like, oh shit, you know what you right. said last we week? Said, oh, do you know these predictions are boring because we're all picking the same thing? It was kind of predictable. It was. That's right. Okay, it was a boring card. We're agreeing. We're agreeing. The this, front this part when Zach was good. Cuts, this the is when Zach part. usually cuts in. Is like, hey, you guys are green. Shut the fuck up. Okay, but the, the bad <laughs> part, all play the second right half now. was bad. The front part was good. I'm not going to sit up here and make a whole indictment for the entire car because it was predictable and the back half sucked. This, next, uh, next he's going to start defending slavery and saying the Civil War was fought over states' rights. I tell you what. You know what's... This you know motherfucker. What, <laughs> you know what's unpredictable. You lucky you, you out at our streets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's unpredictable. You cough on me. You know what's unpredictable. I'm getting ready to. <laughs> Sorry. Unpredictable. Unpredictable. Is Jason defending this card? Oh, yeah. Like, that, that, is, is, that is unpredictable. That is, that is unpredictable. I did not see that coming. I didn't either. Look, I'm just, I'm saying that there have been Fucking worse, ca- there have been worse cards that we've seen. You're kind of like not, a, Okay, the, you're going to sit up I, here and say that Saudi nonsense was better than this? That No, I don't count that. I don't, I don't count that. That, that's, that's a, that's a. What do you call it? That's a money grab. No, a shit house show? show. Yeah, house show, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, it's he's it's waving exhibition. It's an exhibition. Okay. I was getting ready to say he was he was waving his hand. In that's the an air exhibition. Like, like this he was is ringing a this bell. Is, that this was is not get. That <laughs> Elimination get. Chamber is supposed to be a card that has real WrestleMania style. It has consequences. Progress consequences. Yeah. Yes. Okay, like, we did. Uh, no, Shayna Baszler. And what else? Uh, Street Profits are going to move on. They're going to go. They're going to defend the titles at WrestleMania as a safe bet. You, re- you really are. You're dug into your. Like, there's no, no way that. Any, any take, other- her, take her, AJ. AJ comes out on Monday night and called him by his government name. I mean, what more do you want than that? All right. We'll talk about that in the odds and ends. But yeah, that, that was a big deal. Undertaker coming out was a big deal. Yeah, okay. It was also very predictable. Yeah, but storyline progression. Bad, but it, it was also bad. This thing I, I was, can't believe you're defending it. This thing was god awful. What did I say? The what whole, did I go say? Ahead, Zach, go ahead, Zach. No, like, not I'll the whole cut thing. off his mic. I can turn off the his mic. First, <laughs> the first <laughs> match I loved. I loved this match. It was old school professional wrestling. I didn't even mind Michael Cole and Corey Graves on this thing. That's how much I liked this match because they were good. telling the story that Drew Gulak grew up wanting to be like Daniel Bryan, and he's been watching his matches for years, and he had discovered his weaknesses. And, and it was like a step ahead of him throughout the match. And they told the story in the ring because he was a step ahead, and eventually, though, Daniel Bryan comes out and wins because he's Daniel Bryan. And like Bill said out back whenever we were hanging out, he said he put him over so well, only Daniel Bryan can put over people like this because he beats him clean in the middle of the ring, but then he salutes him at the end, 
and he made him look great during the entire match. Especially because Gulak is not supposed to be a heel necessarily. He's just kind of a pest yeah. to Daniel Bryan. They had a great match he's, together. He's, a, he's an unknown to the, the, gen the that pop. audience. To yeah. the gen pop. Yeah. So this was a fantastic match. Probably the best WWE main roster match I've seen since, was it? Was it this year when Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy had those goes on Raw, or was that last year? Yeah, it was. No, it was like it was like four weeks ago. Wasn't seem much longer. Okay, still, it was not that long. <laughs> okay, it was like seen, five pockets. Seemed like I hadn't seen a good main roster match in like. I haven't years. seen a good main roster match like that since 2017 when it was oh, Buddy Murphy <laughs> <laughs> versus Aleister Black. Seemed like a long time. But anyway, it just went downhill from there. I'm going to Google it now, but not now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Andrade and Berto, that's fine. It was, like, good. It was good lucha. I uh, mean, they've been fighting each other. They've been fighting each other since before. <laughs> 2017. Since before. Since before. Before Aleister Black before and Buddy Murphy. Before Black and Buddy Murphy had their thing, yeah. Like, that really wasn't that long ago. I don't know. I feel like I'm on mushrooms or something. Take the, the L, bro. Take, just take the L. <laughs> anyway, uh, it all went downhill from there. That tag match, the elimination, like, a lot of people liked it, but it was, like, it was super sloppy spot fest. I didn't like it. There was nothing memorable about this card, though. They didn't like, tell the... I heavy... watched the entire thing front to back. Yeah. It did... Nothing was memorable about this card. And yes, I was high. And yeah, I was drunk. But yet, but yet, nothing stood out. Like, I had, like, Tuesday, I was like, oh, yeah, Undertaker showed up. And that wasn't because I was too high and too drunk. That's just because it was not that cool. You have fucking Alistair Black and AJ Styles in a singles match on That's a pay per view card, That's and it's fucking forgettable. That is un. Acceptable. I agree. Unfucking acceptable. I agree. Defend your defend your boys, Jason. Like I said, this is where for me the pay per view turned. You you had a match pretty much set up, ready to go, and like I said the week before, this is where I figured the Undertaker would come in and and fuck it up, which he did. I don't really. I mean, you didn't have to do it. They did it. I can't defend the booking. No, what's worse is that afterwards. Like, who's the uncommentary? Is it Vic Joseph? or I can't even remember. But he says, that's what happens when you mess with Aleister Black. You fade to black. And I'm like, dude, Undertaker, Undertaker just did all the work. Did all yeah. the work. I was like, I made Aleister well, they Black. Did, like- they did do a weird thing where, like, the lights went out. Undertaker was in the ring. Aleister Black was gone. Yeah. And then the lights came back on. Aleister Black was there. So are we to believe that Aleister Black and Undertaker are the same person? Now we're getting into something. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but to see, and just a quick sidebar. If you wanted to do a match, I would be, I would have been totally okay for Aleister Black versus The Undertaker just for the fact that you fucked up Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker back WrestleManias ago. Maybe this is the chance to, you know, pass the torch to someone that can kind of, you know, create or not even create, but, you know, continue this mystique that The Undertaker has, but neither here nor there. You know what else? The only women's match on this was the, well, I guess that doesn't matter. Uh, I guess, you know, I understand why Jason liked it the most. Because if I'm looking at the points. One has nothing to do with the other. You want me to go first to last or last to first? Well, I, I see Zach's looking at his Facebook. Last to first is fine. So glad you're so into this, bro. 
Oh, I mean, I'll be into the two count. <laughs> Jason Cornelius Bell got 10 points. Good job. 10 points. That sounds like a lot. Bill Vegi, a.k.a. Why did one match break the camel's back? Here's the secret. It's the million other marks un- under- underneath Jesus. it. Jesus. It's all mathematics. Got 12 points. Zach Palmer got 13 points. Ooh. One, two, three. I should be bad, but I'm not. <laughs> Go ahead. Two count. Uh, Wednesday Night Wars, we had another one, guys. Uh, this one was not so much of, like, incredible flash and pomp and circumstance. I feel like AW was putting out such good shows that it was going to be impossible for them to continue on a streak of just having mind-blowing television. Blood and Guts is coming up. But Blood and Guts is coming up, and I, you know what? Or is it? This was, yeah, I know, we'll see. I mean, they they canceled uh, AEW, which we'll talk about in our third third count, but uh, St. Louis is canceled, so they're going to have to reschedule or do something. They're going to have to figure it out. But they did have a fun two-hour show that felt like 45 minutes, and that's one thing that I love and hate about AEW is <laughs> it feels like it goes by so fast because I'm invested and all the matches are fun and it's just like fun storytelling and I'm having such a good time and then it's over. But it was still two hours and a lot of times wrestling can feel like a chore uh, and I mean, I think you know the promotion that I'm talking How about. dare you? Yeah. Uh, but NXT, um, I think just because of the final angle that Champa Gargano brawl where we got a nice little tour of the performance center <laughs> i got to see the facilities and champa got thrown through a door and then he fucking launched a weight and broke a giant mirror yeah and i was, then he in, did the I was project, into the whole thing yeah he did the project champa off of that okay what so it, the perch or whatever which one are we going to talk about first are we talking AEW first or are we talking nxt first? well he's talking nxt let's talk about nxt okay just on i'll piggyback on what you that segment NXT right there. NXT was fucking great. There was two, like, kind of callbacks in that brawl. The first was the the crutch. Yeah. That came out. I love the crutch. The second. I, I even said to my wife while I was watching, I go, he's about to use that crutch. Yeah, fuck that him crutch up. is his thing now. And the second. It's, it's like Jake the Snake's snake. Right. And then the second Both was phallic. where. <laughs> I ain't gonna touch that one. When uh, Chopper got thrown through, <laughs> when Chopper got thrown through the window, yeah. uh, uh, HBK Mario Gennetti. Obviously, neither one of these guys are Mario Gennetti, but that was the first thing I thought of when that happened as well. Um, there is no Mario Gennetti here. No, not at all. Um, the final bump off the ledge looked unnecessary. A little dicey. Uh, Gargano oh. holding holding his arm, holding his shoulder didn't necessarily look like a uh, a good way to end but this. But that's the way that that's the way they initially broke up, though. Like I know, I know. is Champa putting Gargano through it, so he did it again as a babyface, and that made me feel sympathetic towards Gargano. Yeah, and here's the thing: I loved the story because, like last week, even though that promo was so good, I was a little disappointed because. He was saying, you know why, you know why, and I'm like, is, are they just being lazy with, like, telling the story and not actually telling us and just being vague? And I, I thought it was maybe being lazy, but then he comes out this week, and he tells us why, and it's the most logical thing in the fucking world. He's like, I was like, yeah. I remember what the fuck you did. You were, a, you were the, Gargano, Gargano yeah. said, yeah. you were the worst person in NXT, you were a 
terrible you know person for six months and now everybody forgets because you were gone for a few months right and you were hurt and you come back and they say daddy's it home was a killer promo it yeah. was so good yeah. and it's so logical and i don't you don't ever hear that people come back from an injury and then they're a baby face or they and do a like, quick heel turn. and they they pretend like everything else that happened before is just gone yeah because just especially washed away especially in wwe because they want you to have that amnesia because they essentially have booking amnesia because they can't remember what the fuck happened. Right. So <laughs> they, he's right. Yeah. So on. they fucking make you forget. And here he's reminding us, dude, you did some bad shit, and I'm still mad about it. And no, I loved it. No, it 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 made sense. You couldn't fuck with it. Now from that point, you can nitpick it if you want to. It's too many matches. You know what's this? The step for this match. Dude, I see blah, blah, blah. 10 fucking Okada Tanahashi matches, and I can't wait to see 11. No, I was getting ready to say, for right. me, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in. Also, yeah, Sting and Ric Flair had too many matches, guys. Yeah, right. Go ahead, Jason. No, I, I was. We've been cutting you off the whole time. Trust me, if I if I didn't want you to cut me off, you know better. It's than not that. really me, it's more Zach. <laughs> yeah, throw him underneath the bus. God damn, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sting, Ric Flair, uh, Okada Tanahashi. This can fall in that same line. It's just not as many matches. It's telling the story, and if it if guys wouldn't have gotten hurt on both sides, we'd have probably been done with this. But it is what it is. It's still telling a good story, yeah. whether you think that it's, might be- it's gone too long or not. The story for me still has me invested. Like I said last week, this is just a different perspective. It's heel Gargano versus Face Chopper. Okay, and that might be a like a fight forever type vibe is what you're talking about. Sami Zayn, Kevin Steen. Well, and then we're talking about the way that NXT opened up was Cameron Grimes versus Keith Lee, and they did a great job of keeping that story going with Keith Lee and Dajakovic. Friend of me did a show. Um, I tried to find that picture. I can't find that picture. Zach's got it somewhere. I think I got it. But Keith Lee and Cameron Grimes had a, a really good opening match, curtain jerker on NXT. Uh, after Keith Lee won, Damian Priest comes in, hits him with a lead pipe. Dijakovic comes down and takes Damian Priest out. And Mauro Ronaldo, who is, we don't deserve Mauro Ronaldo. That's how <laughs> fucking great he is. We deserve him. WWE doesn't. <laughs> he tells the story and he says the respect that Keith Lee has earned from Dijakovic has Dijakovic come down and save this match. And Dijakovic grabs the North American title, holds it in front of Keith Lee, who's just now like waking up from the beatdown they took from Damian Priest, thinks that Dijakovic does it, and then gives him the spirit... What's it called? Spirit bomb. The spirit bomb. And Dijakovic looks at Keith Lee like, what the fuck, dude? I'm on your side. <laughs> That's good storytelling, because when you're talking about Fight Forever... And I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, but Dijakovic and Keith Lee are the new Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, or Sting and Ric Flair, or whoever you're talking about. Like this is cool. That's a good way to keep it going. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was above average and like storytelling wise, uh, really, really great. And you haven't. I don't know. I feel like even NXT has been hot shotting a little bit. I feel like they're a little streaky. I feel like when it was on the network, everything was more cohesive, which just makes sense because they were they were doing things four weeks at a time. So there there's gonna be more logical sense and less 
hot shotting whenever you have to. There has not been much of a drop off though. No, not much. But I it's feel like still- they just hold that NXT to such high standard because for a long time it was the best American wrestling. But product. I mean, if you gave if you give WWE main roster an F, which you usually do, I mean, you would still give NXT on USA a solid B, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, maybe higher. Some weeks higher. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd say maybe even most weeks. All right. Okay, I gotta. I gotta question you on this hot shot what do you what do you mean by their hot shotting things i feel so for instance like look at the velveteen dream angle right like that whole thing was just garbage like that velveteen dream return with the rodney uh um strong roddy not rodney (laughs) i was like rodney (laughs) i couldn't think of his last name because there's no rodney (laughs) roddy strong what is he talking about but yeah, with that whole thing and uh, Velveteen coming back, and like one week it's his kids, and one week it's his wife, and then another week they're in a cage. But no, now it's actually about Adam Cole. That would not have happened that way if they would have shot four weeks. I just they would not have come up with that. I feel like there's been this. They have like maybe a general plan, but this kind of week to week Velveteen thing just seemed off. And we've talked about that the last few weeks about how off that seemed. I just don't think it would have been done that way. And there's been some other instances yeah. of that kind of stuff, which just seems kind of, you know, wonky. Okay. You know? All right. I'll 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 try to defend this for 30 seconds. When Velveteen Dream left, if I'm not mistaken, he, would, he had the North American title. He had lost it to whom? He didn't lose it to Keith Lee. He lost it to, who did Keith Lee take it from? Uh, it had to be uh, Roddy Strong. Okay, so yeah, he lost to okay. Roddy. Yeah. Okay, so there's the angle coming back, where Roddy Strong is the champ. Here comes Velveteen Dream. You got this angle. When Roddy Strong loses the title, you kind of lose that angle. But they still went with it anyway. And then we have already talked about yeah. it, how they and technically Roddy was the one that quote unquote took him out because he got injured. But then they they shot the angle of him like. Standing him over out, him or whatever. Yeah. Okay. It could have been about that the whole time. I mean, that's a simple enough angle. It's like you could have been like, oh, you broke my back and now I'm mad. It, it was just this. It was just it was really convoluted. And I feel like it was too main rostery. OK. And, and I don't have a problem with that. Like, like we said, the problem with at least the way that angle was booked is that it felt like I was more sympathetic to Roddy. Yeah, Absolutely. For the way Velveteen Dream, and it should have been the other way around. Absolutely. I should be more sympathetic to Velveteen Dream because he's coming off this long injury. He's been jumped by these four guys. Yada yada yada. Okay, so let's they, not let's not say it's hot shot. It's just it's not it's not written the way it probably should have been written. And I feel like they had if they weren't doing weekly television and trying, like for instance, two cage matches on one show sounds like a hot shot to me to try to beat. A definitely gonna be good AEW show. Man. Would they have done two cage matches on a on a WWE Network show? No, I don't. I don't think they would have done that. No, but they're doing not, it on USA. I'm sure we've. If you well, Raw's been out long enough, SmackDown's been out long enough. Yeah, but it's, it's not it's NXT. Got, that, may, those are not the maybe same thing. But to Zach's point, the reason that they're doing it is because they're still trying to beat AEW. That's the whole reason they exist on AEW, or on USA yeah, in that time right. slot. No, and I'm not disagreeing. I feel like it's driving a lot of the decision making. Stop and it, disagreeing with this, and it's Jason. making it poor, <laughs> poorer. <laughs> Look, I I hear what you're saying, and it's and apparently this week it didn't work either. AEW won this week as well, won the the 18 to th- uh, 45 demographic as well. I get what you're saying, and it's you're out of. 
<laughs> I will come over there and fuck you up. That's why Charlotte was there, okay? That's why you're doing all these things. It's the same thing that that happened when they were doing it with uh this, when Survivor Series. This came is around. what we wanted, though. Yeah. So I mean, this it's just it's NXT not always good. going to be uh, roses. You know NXT what I'm saying? NXT is not great every week. NXT is at least good every week. AEW is not great every week. AEW is at least good every week, and we as the fans are benefiting. Um, but somebody misspoke and said Rodney Strong, and I just want to—I <laughs> just want to say—if Velveteen Dream as a heel came out and Roderick Strong was a face, and he called himself Rodney Strong, and had <laughs> that have been perfect. It would have been so fun, and it just and just went with it week after week after week. It had been right, it had been right on point. That's a free one, uh, WWE. Uh, we didn't really talk about AEW, like what happened and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, we were gonna. That's what I was getting ready to do. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was gonna talk about how when AEW opened up last night, and I was flipping in between the two, and the Mavs and the Nuggets, and I was all set up, and then oh, coronavirus just took over everything ultimately oh, shit. uh cody versus ortiz was awesome yeah that was a really good match the crowd is so fucking hot at those AEW shows man especially so especially at the beginning especially at the beginning and especially for cody whenever he took that weight belt off you don't see crowds like react like that on in wwe and it's hard to tell because nxt is so small you don't see Crowd reactions like I haven't seen crowd reactions like that since fucking Nitro, and it just makes me so happy. I thought the biggest takeaway from it was the appearance of Lance Archer and with Jake the Snake. Now, oh yeah, don't get me wrong, I thought the match was good. I mean, unfortunately, if we want to beat the predictability drum, Ortiz versus Cody, you know how this story is going to end. That, oh yeah, it's okay. that said, it. It once again, I said it on Twitter last night at BFRJCB, at BFR Zach, all lowercase letters with an H, at BFR Bill, at BFR Lucha Chris, at BFR Pod, uh, I believe, at BFR Getting Over, if I'm not mistaken, is the sister podcast uh, Twitter account. Give the, give us all a follow. Cody for me is the epicenter of all of the angles that have been kind of started MJF even though Butcher Blade and the Bunny hasn't really worked that started with him now you have Lance and Jake starting with him so Cody not being the champion isn't necessarily a bad thing and he, I don't think he ever has to be the champion anytime no, no, soon he never will be the champion as it stands right now I think him coming in and helping introduce guys and putting guys on the map and getting them over right now is more than enough than than what he needs to do than be the champion. Moxley needs to be the champion. MJF needs to be the champion. Chris Jericho needs Mox- to be the champion because he can. He's basically set this chess Mox- game up to where it stands right now. Moxley's going to be champion forever. Like Moxley's going to be champion for. A He'll year be champion until Kenny takes it from him. Yes. Because okay. they've got history. Yeah. I agree. Um, Archer and him have history. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, Archer would be a good guy for Moxley to go over on his yeah. way to losing to Kenny Omega. Like, yeah, that, go through that's some what, big boys. That's what Archer's there for. Brody Lee, who's probably coming when they go to Rochester. And uh, shit, I mean, like, I don't see Matt Hardy in the ring a bunch, but... Okay, you know, so... dude's coming. We, 
there, there was a bunch of Go stuff ahead. that there was a bunch of stuff that happened this week on the AEW. I mean, none of it very, very mind blowing. Uh, Who's so, the exalted one? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Matt Hardy, but Matt Hardy's coming to AEW. You guys watch that free the delete? I'll say the the I one did. the one thing that Young Bo- Bucks were on it. Sorry, real quick, Young Bucks were on free the delete. And uh, they, was this the after the one where he was like, you know, oh, it the, was after the one. It was the week after when he said, "Bucks, Bucks of youth, youth, I knew you'd come." Well, they were actually on it, right? Like, and uh, he's like, "I want you to bury me," because he wants to do this resurrection, like, and be like, that's the whole idea is like that. Broken Matt Hardy does a resurrection. He's like, "I want you to bury me," and they're like, "You mean like book you badly?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, I have plenty of experience in that." Oh, so <laughs> so they they physically buried him alive. So he's coming, and they said the exalted one's coming next week. So it only makes sense. But okay. anyway, the take you you were I interrupted you. I mean that. That makes sense if it's going to be Matt Hardy because that's the only reason that Christopher Daniels would have had that vignette that happened this week, which seemed to, to me, it seemed to make the Dark Order look like shit. And, like, the Dark Order, I can't believe how much time we've spent talking about the Dark Order on this podcast because they have literally done nothing except for piss me off except for one week where they had are two weeks where they had a couple good vignettes that were okay, and it was like ah, that's fine. They've been beating jobbers on dark, and now they're mm-hmm. they're the title contenders because um, they're like six and zero oh or whatever for the twenty twenty. So, I mean, no, nah, because so, they, they they lost to SCU, so I mean, obviously, you know, they they get, they took an L on the uh, I guess that was the Revolution pre show, but I mean, it, oh yeah, I, I forgot about the pre show. I get what everything that Christopher Daniels said in that vignette. It nailed it, and yeah, I yeah, it was and too I, true. And I'm it was the, too true. And I'm the apologist for the Dark Order in the room. So if, anything it he seemed, said, I was like, "Yep." It yep, seemed like a yep. burial. It, it seemed like the type of thing that Vince would have done, or that Jr. or Pritchard would have done back in the day to just send the guys on their way out. Like, but it's but it's a babyface doing it to the heels, and you actually get you know your the babyface is kind of. You know, it was just like a fun thing. I don't think it was a barrel. They're still winning matches, and they're still I, I, being pushed. They're a big storyline. When you're being that true, though, and I think it's just meta. I think it's just a different way. I think we just need to think of it differently than, than way Vince would do it. Do not tell me one more time I've been programmed by WWE. Uh, you, you have been. You've been programmed by WWE. <laughs> I have not been programmed The real count out is WWE. a 20 WWE. <laughs> hey, man, thank Glass you. breaks. You should not be able <laughs> As Stone Cold comes to the ring Yeah, you haven't been brainwashed at all You should not be able to escape the cage War Agreed. games is submit or surrender Agreed These are all things that WWE has programmed Oh, there's man, just so many WWE has not programmed me You think you know me <laughs> um, nice. Sound like Johnny Gargano. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, I, I, I will say I do love the trios action in AEW. Do all right. This is why I want to actually. This is why I want to talk about uh, because Bam from Ringside BFR doc, or at BFR Pod actually put this up, and I didn't put it up. I don't know who put it up. I, I did. didn't put it up. I don't even know what you're talking about. I did. Okay. So should. AEW have a six-man tag belt, and I initially thought no, and then I was like, man, they got so many people. With the amount of talent and the, the quality of the uh, team, I think they should. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to do it like this. I said this, no, but yeah. I, 
Yeah, if they're going to do it like this. Now, you don't do it just to do it because, I mean, we all see what that happens with ROH and New Japan. It's just extra belts. But right. they have such quality they trios. They can have best friends with Orange, like, Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. You got the Death Triangle. You can have, you know, Young Bucks and, like, one of the elite. You know, right. you can have... Uh, oh, there's I mean, all there's, private there's, private party with Joe Janela. Absolutely, like, inner circle have, guys. Yeah. You know, Santana and Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Like, dude, like that's it's, right there. Is it's loaded? It's not even the and it's a way to keep guys in storylines. That too. Yes, but on same that pick on uh, that piggyback topic. For me, it's I would be worried if I was worried about how they booked matches. You could do this and still have this be a viable quote unquote division because I trust AEW the way they would book a match. I don't necessarily agree with everything that they do from time to time, but in a match scenario, Kenny Omega and Paige versus the Bucks, great example. Give me a one match scenario. I would trust them to figure it out before I would trust. Unfortunately, I, I won't throw a WWE underneath the bus. Let's just throw ROH underneath the bus because they have six-man tiles. I wouldn't trust them to do it. New Japan, who I love, they're a little dicey with the never-open-weight six-man tiles. I mean, they they show up, and then they're gone for like six months, and then they show up again. So, I mean, AEW, I would not have a problem with them doing a six-man tile because ultimately I trust their process, the creative process to get things done the right way. A couple of things I want to bring up about AEW. Um, the chair shot. Jericho, Jericho threw two chair shots. He threw one on Matt Jackson. That was unprotected. Now, last time that AEW had an unprotected chair shot like that, they said that the chair was gimmicked. They have Don't not, they have not said they have not said that thus far. That seemed I don't un- know the the, it seemed unnecessary. The angle was bad. I didn't. You you couldn't tell if he got his hands up or not. I don't no, think he, he did. No, he did not. He did not because uh, Page got his hands up. Page got his hands up. Yeah, there was a chair shot to two guys. That I popped really, when I saw that, and it you know, was just like okay. You know, immediately I thought Cody. Guys like us are what we're twenty percent of the fandom, maybe if even if even. Now, what percentage of us if we're one hundred percent? What percentage of us is n- not digging chair shots like that? Because that, to me, seems excessive, and I don't want to see Matt Jackson or Nick. I mean, I can't tell him apart. Jesus but, Christ, I mean, it's but, I mean, Nick. I can't tell. It was Matt, actually. It was Matt, because Nick Jackson oh, came Oh, yeah, back. he was out beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Denzel. But, like, if... Uh, I'm sorry. Was that a black joke? <laughs> yes, I was. Oh, okay. So that's 42 minutes in. Good, good job. At least you lasted 42 minutes. Well, don't think, forget that I did four, four minutes. Four five takes. Yeah, so, so it's, it's 47. It's really like 38 minutes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. 38 minutes in. You broke your promise. But I can't ahead. tell them apart. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want to see those guys having CTE or fucked up shit happening in them when they're older men. Like. I don't think that's the thing. I'm still not convinced that uh, he took an unprotected chair shot. I'm not convinced of it. It looked pretty unprotected, man. Man, I mean, they can say it's gimmicked, but you got to put your hands up. I'm sorry. For for me, I wish we could replay it right here. What's the point? (laughs) Cue that sub bitch up. But what's the point of taking an unprotected chair shot? 
Oh, I agree with you. I don't think they should. There, there's do not it. a point. I just don't know that they did. I, but I don't think that they should. You take that twenty percent, like if we say we're twenty percent, and then you take sixty three percent of that, Uh-oh. and you throw some old Joe's fat ass in the mix. <laughs> yeah. And you got. I'm yourself. listening. <laughs> I'm listening. I can't do it. You're I doing can't. some Steiner math. I can't do Steiner math. <laughs> The other thing I want to point out was I like the Britt Baker Big Swole uh, interaction. Oh, she's like, at least I'm married, baby. baby. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, that, that was, was like, fired. That was inside, but it was so fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah it was really, it was good. really good. It was, it, it made perfect sense, and it now it feels like we're starting to get a Britt Baker on track, at least on Dynamite for her heel character in ring. She's had I heel mean, matches on Dark. I've watched every single AEW Dynamite, not maybe not front to back. I might have fast forwarded through some stuff. This is honestly the first women's feud that seems like I should care about. B. Priestley and Naga Rose intrigues me just for the fact that it's sorry. No, you're fine. Just you know, wake your ass up. Uh, it's B. Priestley for me. That's why I think it's more uh, interesting than anything else. I bet. It's Naga Rose needs someone to go Sorry, over I at this I point. I was driving. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> ain't this a bitch? I, I'm the one that drove to and back from Chicago, you miserable bastard. Hey, motherfucker. I, I worked that night, you motherfucker. Okay. And I drove back that Sunday, you motherfucker. Anyway. when you goof- driven. When you lose, thanks for the uh, invite, I guys. Driven. Yeah, you are. You had already left. Though. You were there. We fucked up your Airbnb. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I now cannot get another Airbnb. <laughs> and you know what? I was like, that's fine. I'll just make another account. I forgot they tie that shit to your license, to your actual identification, so I can never have like another Airbnb like ever again. My bad, homie. <laughs> we were not that bad. We were just hanging out. My bad, dog. Yeah, she was a little over the top. Sheeta and. Chris Statlander losing to Nyla Rose does not help this women's division. This is why I think you're going this route and you're bringing Bree Priestley in. And I think Bree Priestley will give us a good match. Ultimately, there's still a lot more work that needs to be done with the women's division, but this is why you did that route. One, two, three. All right, so the third count tonight has got to be the coronavirus. Uh, we have to talk about this. Do you guys think that WrestleMania will happen? And if you think it's going to happen, what's the iteration that you think it's going to happen? Do you think it's going to happen in front of no fans? Because that would be strange. Do you think it's going to happen in front of nobody? Do you think that... It's not going to happen at all. Go ahead, Tuber. I think and also secretly hope that it happens like in July or something so they can have these matches go off on Raw and SmackDown because they all suck anyway, and then we can maybe get a decent card through a build in the next few months. That's what I'm hoping. And actually, I think is more likely to happen because they got to finish these stories that they have but they still got to do the show, and I don't see it going off. You think all WrestleMania matches suck anyway? I don't. I mean, not all of them, but I mean, this, this card sucks. What if coronavirus would have happened last year, and Kofi oh. Kingston versus Dean O'Brien had to happen in front of nobody? Like, I don't think they'll do it in front of nobody. That's just not a thing that's possible. I think. I, yeah, I was going to say they're first things first. 
obviously this is a fairly serious issue because now we're doing a worldwide kind of uh okay well we're we're not taking away from the seriousness of coronavirus and it's not our place to tell people to go get checked out it's not our place to tell people to go wash their hands it's not our place to tell people to not have contact with their older relatives if you want to go down on a stranger at the bus station Maybe please. think twice. No. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say the exact opposite. Twice. I was going to say, please do it because that will strengthen your immune system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. Well, it's not an hour, but uh, about 50 minutes in, dog. There you go. See, Zach's got, you know, he can restrain himself when he needs to. I didn't say anything about that. anything. That. I think I think Jason was just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the image in my head. What, what's the natural but end? Th- there is, there's obviously something serious going on. Everybody else is canceling everything today. Just yeah. today's I mean, Thursday, by the way, for those people listening. Yes, this is Thursday, three twelve. NBA last night. NBA got canceled. NHL. Uh, Trump gave his stop, stop brilliant it. speech. Stop it. Stop it. Don't, uh, don't do it. Tom Hanks has it. And I, I saw somebody say it's never going to be serious until a celebrity gets it. Maybe the most famous celebrity in the world gets yeah, it. Tom Hanks. Like one of the most beloved, that's for sure. Right. Okay. Right. We was talking about it earlier, uh, Rudy Gobert or whatever, you know, wiping his hands on people's microphones very, and very dumb. Uh, very dumb. And their phones or whatever after the interview he passes it to apparently Donovan Mitchell now who he has it now. So I mean it's obviously I don't care how good a basketball that guy is, he should be fired. No, he needs his ass kicked. But but they are those those guys are very healthy professional athletes. Which leads who me, have good immune systems. Which leads me to where I'm just like, okay. like me. I mean I'm a podcaster. True. You know? I only eat Taco Bell once a week. But At least you work from home. I work from home. That is true. But that immune system is very well taken care of. But I mean, WrestleMania is going to be canceled, right? I think so. But they're not going to. It's not going to be canceled unless <laughs> I mean, they canceled. They canceled the NCAA tournament. tournament I know. Yeah. Here's I the thing: it. Vince now, McMahon is not going to cancel it. It now. has to be canceled by somebody else because. They fucking murdered a journalist in Saudi Arabia, and he still flew everybody over there for a hostage situation. Oh. This motherfucker ain't canceling shit. Oh, did coronavirus murder that journalist? Didn't think so. Okay, but I mean. <laughs> it's on. No, no, it's it's on as it stands right now. Apparently, they met with the Tampa Bay mayor, whatever the case may be, and they're coming up with the quote-unquote contingency plans. This is the same thing I heard with the NHL, NBA, and the all right, MLB, you name the sport, they had a contingency plan before they decided that they were going to suspend slash cancel seasons, tournaments, whatever the case may be. This, for me, is inevitable. And Vince thinks that he's going to just bully his way through this. It's bigger That's exactly than what he thinks. Vince. He's a fucking billionaire that has done that his whole life. And I and I get that. He like he, I get that. He doesn't like to sneeze because he thinks it shows weakness. weakness. You know, That's quote unquote, you know, being you know sick is a sign of weakness. Maybe That's this what will Vince solve our thinks. problems. Maybe Vince will get coronavirus. No, see, stop. Uh, see, you ain't shit. See, you ain't shit. Ooh, that'd be nice. See, yeah. you, 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 you agree with this dude? You ain't shit either. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Nah, I love him. I love him. Do I think? 
But I'll go, say it like this. Come on, go It's away, going dude. to happen. It's just not going to happen on April 5th. Whatever, June 5th, July 5th. Okay, so July 5th is that um, 4th of July weekend. That's probably not going to be a good fit. 30 days doesn't seem like enough time. 90 days might be too long because now we're getting into August, whatever the case may be. This is probably going to happen like – the rumor is at the uh, performance center. It's not going to be extravagant. WrestleMania? Like, that's they supposed to that hey, no. hey, They are not doing that shit. It, you're not doing it in an empty stadium? No, you're, they're not doing any of that. Here, I don't it's, know what they'll do. It's going to happen. Because if, if they can't, if, so they, if they want to do it April 5th, then they're doing it at the performance center. If they don't, then, you know, all bets are off. Raw and SmackDown have to be because they are being paid hundreds of millions of dollars for those shows, no, and they have to provide not, a product. Not and they will do the, They will do those at the Performance Center. They they will do those, I'm sure. SmackDown Maybe. is rumored to be at the Performance Center tomorrow night. Because they they will not can not I, have those. But WrestleMania I, is a different thing. Can I say this as a fan? Like, I wouldn't mind if they continued to have those events, but just chimed in cheers. Like, I really wouldn't care. <laughs> that sounds it, terrible. It wouldn't give me a... It, like it, one of it those live fu- studio audience shows that actually doesn't have an audience? <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, we, we tried that. It was Rock versus Mick Foley, and that just... No, d- you know what? They already do that, that because... They, did, they, they did, already they, do that. Like, the, the, the that Raw crowd does not react like that way. So they why pipe are you against all it? the time. Just lean into it. You know what Tony... You know what Tony... How could you hate it anymore? You know what Tony Khan said? He's like, yo... My independent contractors, my employees, right? He's like, if you guys don't feel like traveling, he's like, safety first, right? Your family's first. Your health is first. If you guys don't feel like traveling, you don't lose your push. You don't lose your place. We will work around it. Mark Cuban Can you the same fucking thing. imagine Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon would say, you get your ass to this fucking stadium or you're fired. I, 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 I don't think. Unless you're Daniel Bryan. I, I think, <laughs> or John Cena. I think that Vince will probably... Follow suit. I only, really only out of pressure, though. Yeah, like, I was going to say. Doing it. Uh, sure, only out of pressure. Only out of but pressure. Like, I don't think it, it's going to be taken out of his hands. Vince is going to ride this all the way until they tell him whether it's the city of Tampa, the state of Florida, the United States government, whatever the case may be, they're going to take the decision out of his hands. Vince won't sure. arbitrarily say, okay, you know what? We're not going to do WrestleMania on April the 5th. Yeah, but, I mean, yes, he's finally going to do it, though. There, WrestleMania is not happening, which is a bummer. No, it's just going to be pushed back. I don't think it's going to be Did you canceled. say no? That's it's going, not going it, to be a bummer? It, it's going 36 to be, years? 36 years. It would be different. That's half it your would life. be different if we're not <laughs> be different if we're not going to have WrestleMania. We're going to have it. It's just not going to be any, on April 5th. It's going to happen. God damn, I was really looking forward to it. They're going to have it in Saudi Arabia. Dude, Dude I heard that happen. too. Yeah, that actually that's what I say and that's a rumor as well, but they got the stadium there in Riyadh or whatever. If they do that, I'm I would be just floored. You know what sucks the most about that? This would, that would be the like, ultimate money grab. Like, I'm not the biggest sports fan in the world, but I am a sports fan, and I know Zach's not at all. I know Jason's probably more than me, <laughs> but I do have a bookie. 
<laughs> and like that makes you a bigger sports fan than me. <laughs> I bet on the NBA every single night of my life. Every single night of my life. True story. And, and if you guys are really looking for a victim in this thing, <laughs> it's because I can't bet on the NBA. I'm surprised you're not like, you know, going in convulsions and shaking. I'm sure and shit. that'll soften the blow when I tell my kids we can't go to Disney World. <laughs> like, yeah, but Bill can't bet on basketball. Do you want me to talk to him? <laughs> you want to give him the birds and the bees thing while you're at it? Cold blooded. Yeah. When, when a man really loves a woman. Uh oh. <laughs> you sure you want to have him telling this? His penis fills up with blood. Yeah, see, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Bill should not be the one telling that's, this. That's what my mom told me when I was 10. Would uh, Would you have sex with Alexa Bliss if you had to tell your wife in front of her mom? I had to tell my <laughs> wife in front of her mom. Yeah, you know them both. Of course I would. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Now somebody asked me that, and they're like, hey, would, would you do that? If uh, you had to tell your wife He's in front of your up. kids, and I was like, "Oh man," it's like, He's oh, up. "Probably." Stop being so horny, man. Why would you ask me? Like he said, probably. That's great. Would you have sex with Alexa Bliss if she had coronavirus? Ooh, of course. Yeah, that's no brainer. Uh, I don't know if it's a no brainer or not. I ain't trying to die. You know uh, what? Going out. Truth is, my wife was very sick. In January. Dude, true story. For six weeks. Like, started in mid-January, ended the middle of February, right? And we didn't know what happened to her. She could have had it. We, listen to me, <laughs> we we took her to urgent care twice. They were like, we don't know what's wrong with you. It's probably bronchitis. They took an x-ray of her chest, all the shit. We didn't know what was going on. Found out few days ago that somebody in Seattle decided to start testing for coronavirus and they were told by their bosses to not do it. So who do I know that goes to Seattle all the time? Hmm. Uh, who has a girlfriend in Seattle hmm. and they just fly there all the time, right? Hmm. They had coronavirus in Seattle hmm. in January and then they came back. And they might have hung out at my house every single Thursday night to do a podcast. You know, you can't blame the black man for all your ills. I ain't blaming the black man. I think you are. I'm blaming your white girlfriend. She wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even here that time, man. <laughs> you brought it back. <laughs> no, no, that she back. brought that she brought it here. Okay, that if you're going to you're going to connect the fucking dots, then let's connect the dots right. She flew here. We did the dirty. Then I passed it to Eric. Ah. That's how I went. <laughs> I'm the middleman, motherfucker. I'm not the fucking direct guy. I'm the man in the middle. All I'm saying is. It's possible that J Bell was patient zero. I was I was the petri dish. <laughs> I was the petri dish for the, got, got the my coronavirus. Sick, but here, here's he works also, in two restaurants, <laughs> <laughs> and neither one of them busy in the motherfucker right about now. Here's here's the big thing though, like it didn't matter because she just went about her day and was able to keep living because. She's a young person who is active, and, like, it might suck. I'm not telling anybody to not go get tested. 
I'm just saying uh, Vegas are invincible. It's a bitch. One, two, three. How does he get to do this all the time, man? He can't be working the board. Okay, we got some odds and ends here, guys. Would you have sex with Alexa Bliss if she had full-blown AIDS? No! Dude, I'm not trying to die. I would get checked for cancer first. Ain't this a bitch. You <laughs> say, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And if cancer I had, first. If I had it, sure. I let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> let it rip. Okay, so we we have to talk about uh, the OC and Taker. So are you cool with AJ Styles bringing up Michelle McCool in the AJ Taker feud because I just think that's pretty weak. I need more real shit. I liked it. I, le- I need more real shit in my fucking WWE. I need more reality based You did? You shit. liked it? You liked it, huh? Yeah. I mean, I like that aspect of it, yeah. What do you think about it, Japa? No, I would be a hypocrite to say that I like the Edge Orton angle when you entered Beth Phoenix in it and say that I didn't like this angle when you bring in Michelle McCool Taker's government name, shit like that. There, there, there's not much of a bill for this match, so you're gonna have to give AJ a little heat. And a family way is a easy way to do it. Like I said, when you between that and putting out the uh, government name of the Undertaker, that, that was enough for me. I popped. I was like, all right, let's do this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you again because I asked you maybe last week or two weeks ago. Do you think that AJ will beat Undertaker at WrestleMania? I did before this promo, but now I don't. I got no fucking idea. He, I'll say this: he should go over. There is no reason for no, the Undertaker. I know. To, I know, I know there's I know. no under reason for the Undertaker to win this match. That, but that road has been tread. Okay, we, we, I'm, we, I'm, no, I, I just I, have, I know for the been, record, I just have to say that he should go over. I, I've do said I this think before, so? My I've said this says before no. on this podcast. You, you told me. How old am I? I'm eight. I'm tw- I'm forty. Bastard! God damn. Fifteen years ago, you told me that Undertaker was should start putting people over, and he didn't do it fifteen years ago. I just and this is why I don't think he'll do it now. It's AJ. It, he doesn't. Both guys don't need a push or a rub. So it's just it's a weird match in that sense. It just if you got to get somebody to go over it should be aj styles okay next uh edge mvp rko what did you think about mvp being added into it what did you think about them touching before wrestlemania because we talked about how they probably shouldn't hit each other beforehand what do you think um mvp is fine as the the punching bag for the moment um i kind of like i kind of like his his yeah, role in WWE right now. He, he kind of you know teased to being you know a, a manager or whatever. That would be nice, but I just don't see Vince doing that. Ultimately, I think the segment ultimately worked. I, like I said, I really wish they wouldn't have even they being Orton and Edge didn't even touch for another week or two. They're going to eventually you know have to have some sort of physicality. I don't have a problem with that. Um, Edge doing the RKO, not a huge fan of that, but I did like the uh, submission move that he put on later on in the uh, the segment. It it worked. It just I, this is just me being a, a smidge nitpicky. I wish they would have waited one more week. 
for Edge to come back and then wait another week for Edge to actually put hands on Orton. But ultimately it worked. I'm still looking forward to this match, and I'm not backing down to saying that this should be the WrestleMania main event. A couple uh, things. This is the only build worthy of WrestleMania. The only one. Check. In the entire fucking... No, 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 I won't go that no. far. Drew Brock is, is getting them a huge... Like yeah, but that's like a classic build. Like, Royal Rumble winner. Like, that's fine. It's fine, but I'm saying, like... Well, then count it. Okay. Don't say, don't it's, say the it's the only, only one. original storyline. How about that? Not just Royal Rumble winner. Like, that happens every year, right? Shayna Becky? That's still, like... I, I fucking... That was dumb. She bit her. That was fucking stupid. Fuck that. <laughs> she uh, won the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that's fine. Again, that's traditional. That's she thing. beat she beat Becky at Survivor Series. Well, didn't beat her, but in, Becky lost in the match. It's too Bailey much. Took the pin. Too much like sensationalism. Like uh, with, uh, whatever. Couple uh, things though. Uh, take you mentioned the L. managers. No, no, not doing it. Take the L. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> managers. Take the L. You can't even say the word manager. It's banned. It's a banned word. And you know what is fucked up? When I was a kid, it made me think that these guys were so much bigger stars because, like, in kayfabe, I thought they had managers. I'm like, they can't be bothered to book hotels and fucking, you know, book travel plans and, and negotiate contracts. Oh, they, they got a were, fucking manager. You were thinking about travel plans when you were a kid? You were they like, would, who who books the hotels? Bobby Heenan oh, would, like, explicitly say this. Ten-year-old Zach's like, who's booking the hotels for these guys? Dude. Oh, I can't even think about it. They fight who's, Bob. These stories were told. the hotels? I'm sorry that I discovered wrestling, like, way before you did. And I was fucking watching <laughs> wrestling. Back, How dare back you? Whenever, <laughs> back How whenever dare it was you? awesome. They fight Bob. And you had Bobby Heenan actually telling these stories. And Paul Heyman actually telling these stories. And the NWA and Jim Cornette actually telling these stories. And saying things like, I'll put up $5,000 and pulling out real money. He owned me! What a jerk! Oh, sorry. Anyway. That's fine. It just made me think that they were much bigger stars, right? Now we can't even say the word manager. It's just dumb. And we have a problem making stars. Like, maybe make them come off like stars. Secondly, fuck, I forgot what this is. (laughs) I had two points. He's eating it! No, he ain't! What were we even talking about? He's slowing down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Yes, I got you. Yeah. So, uh, it's all the sobriety is fucking with his head. Dude, it, really it really is. is. <laughs> it really is. I can do crossword puzzles, like, really well now, though. Jinx! <laughs> but uh, the Edge Orton thing, I just thought something else that is missing, right, from WWE. Whenever I watch a WWE show, even NXT, they all feel incredibly produced, right? and you watch a Raw, and you watch a SmackDown, and you know what's going to come. You're going to have a talking segment at the beginning that leads to a multi-man match that's the main event, and you know what? It's been the same main event for, like, three fucking months. Uh, so we know what's going to happen every time. You don't know what's going to happen with, say, AW or even, like, New Japan. You just you don't know what's going to happen. There's, like, a unpredictability, right? Or NXT. Come on. I would say even NXT seems at more produced. There's slightly less... Slightly Did you think Damian Priest was coming out at the end of the match last night? Okay, a run in. That's I, not. That's not unpredictability. You that know, you that know is I, not unpredictability. You know, I have receipts. Like I can, sh- like I have them in front of me. Like I could show you what the main event was for the last six weeks. And it all involved uh, Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, Kevin Owens, and no, all no, those I'm guys. talking about NXT. Oh, NXT. I, but here's the thing. My point is, Chompa Gargano. You know, like, why not have Edge fucking? Run Dream in and come strong. out. Flair, I'm not talking about NXT. Flair, Flair versus Bianca Belair, Ripley. I don't even know what you're doing right now. Can I get my <laughs> fucking point across here? My you, point. 
my you point said- is okay. My point is that there's a there's a level of predictability and like non excitement and overproduced like. Have like us waiting in our seat for Edge to come out and beat Randy Orton's ass. Have Orton come out there every week and think, is this the week that Edge comes out and beats the shit out of him? Instead, they say, yo, Edge is going to be on the show this week. And then he just fucking comes out on the show and fucking doesn't do anything hardly. No, there's no that. That, that, that whoa, was, whoa, 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 whoa. No. What you mean he didn't do anything hardly? Yeah, they got, they he got, weighs out MVP. He RKO's, RKO's Orton. Okay. I don't mean that. I mean, I, I ratings-wise, it, it, it was X. a record-low rating. It didn't do anything to announce that Edge was going to be there. It was a record-low rating. Okay. I, I agree with both of you in that both of you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives There's a fuck about fire. ratings, A? We need to because they're actually what is keeping the wrestling business alive and thriving. The lower the ratings are on Raw, the only more they're going to try. Like, who gives a fuck? About- they, they, they've dropped like half in like three years and they seem to be trying so bad i've like it's still over two million right barely it was 2.16 no that's a that's a rating that's not millions that's close enough once you get down there and that demographic it's pretty close enough that was the rating though you're right second of all like is this what we're talking about like i thought we were talking about like like we've spent entire podcast talking about New Japan. Like, why are we talking about ratings? Who gives a fuck about ratings? I, I just mentioned we're, it as one aspect. We're the podcast that's here talking about quality. Well, we passed that fucking bridge <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> Tonight, yuck it up, you bastard. Uh, ratings is a way to up. look at and compare two different shows, which is more quote-unquote popular. It's Like I said before, I'm not a huge fan of ratings, but it's a way to compare two different shows. I've looked through the ratings of the show. (laughs) (laughs) You should look at the ones when I ain't here. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, oh, God. You killed us. I'll just say this. I'll just say this. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I was the star. I'll just say this. At the end of the day, it for me, it's not about the ratings. It's about what I feel more invested in. Orton and Edge, to me, is the one true match that I, I'm looking forward to seeing. Agreed. Now, that said, I'm not going to sit up here and say that there's not other matches that are also, capturing my attention, also, but to not, me, that's the one. It's not Tanahashi Okada either, but I'm looking forward to it because it's, the build it's has a match got, that I want to see. Well, no, the build has got me to the point where I'm like, okay, we got to see this thing happen because now, even though Edge did get his receipt to a certain degree back to Orton, I'm still there's He's obviously three or four weeks more of things to come. I want to see where we go from this point on because there was a little touch, not too much of a taste from Edge getting a piece of Orton. So, I mean, there's still something left on this bone before WrestleMania. Outside of that, I mean, this is where, you know, Zach and I are just going to have to disagree. Brock and Drew is an interesting story. You, you know, got the- he says there's a little bit left on this bone. That's really good radio stuff. Like, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's a pro. Like, this That's guy's a stuff. pro. No, Brock and Drew is a good story. Look at Drew. Yeah, We're I talking know. about the I, guy I, from 3MB, and now he's could be yeah. either headlining or opening WrestleMania. I can't imagine why Zach is trying to run down that program. I didn't say a single bad cer- thing about him. I, I did not say a single bad thing about There's certainly something wrong with him. God damn it. <laughs> 
you ain't Look, shit. I don't know what his problem is. I didn't say anything negative about Brock please, and Drew. You know please. he's sitting right next to you. Please right? leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you want to say, like, Bailey doesn't have an opponent at this point? Yeah, run that shit down. I am not mad at you. There's he's still a lot up. of things that need to get into focus. Asuka and uh, Kyrie Sane, are they even going to defend the titles at this point? Uh, uh, does Vince up. even remember that they work for WWE? Is the... I was going to say, Sami Zayn's going to defend the title. I guess Andrade's going to defend the title. Is this going to be the Not Bill Vecchi special? There ain't going to be a WrestleMania. There is going to be a WrestleMania. Not really. There is. It might not be seven hours, but it'll be a WrestleMania in full sale. WrestleMania is just going to be Vince McMahon saying the N-word for seven hours. <laughs> man, man, dude, I'm sitting right here. Seriously. <laughs> That's why I said N-word. <laughs> like, shit. Aaron, do not smoke that weed. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> He's got coronavirus. Yeah. Obviously, I just came back from the epicenter. So Hold on a second. I just do this. One, two, three. What the fuck are you doing? He's <laughs> pressing buttons. There's tons of birthdays to get to. Uh, May Young. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. I was going to say, don't look at me like that. She's 97. May Young got me harder than the fucking ring apron. Dude, gross. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hideo Itami is 39. Hideo Itami is younger than me. Can you believe that? Who the fuck's Hideo Itami? Uh, hello, Kenta? I know that was the joke, guys. <laughs> there is no Hideo Itami. It's fucking Kenta. Matt Jackson. Uh, it might be Nick Jackson. Matt Jackson? I can't it. tell. He's 35. They're not twins. They don't have the same birthday. Iron Sheik, who's a great follow on Twitter. Twitter yeah. yeah, really good follow. He's good. 78. Santino Morella. Definitely alive. Yeah. <laughs> How old do you think he is? Uh, Younger 48. Than you. 46. That's the same age, motherfucker. <laughs> but you're 46 before. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Jordan Devlin is 30. That's my dog. Oh, by the way, I watched NXT UK this week. It was great. It's good. It's a good show. Like Finn Balor. Finn Balor, fought. yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to it. MJF. 24. 24. Samoa Joe is 41. Test. R.I.P. What happened to Samoa Joe? Concussion. Yeah, he's hurt. Really? His yearly WrestleMania injury. God damn. He's going, well, he might that not poor miss WrestleMania. Bastard, man. No, he might not miss WrestleMania. It might not go down April 5th. Everybody's going to miss this WrestleMania. No, yeah. there's going to be a WrestleMania. I won't. See, you ain't shit. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> you sound like me last year on the road to WrestleMania. Fuck this. Fuck WrestleMania. Fuck WWE. Fuck this. Fuck this. Test is 45. Rick DeMarle Martell would have been 64. He's dead? EC. I think so, right? Mm-hmm. R.I.P.? R.I.P. Question mark. Uh, EC3 is 37. <laughs> R.I.P. Because that motherfucker's been buried. <laughs> I was going to say, is he still alive? He's not getting coronavirus because he's been at home for months. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm done. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to. So we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. For Reba the Dog. Check. For Amelia the Cat. Check. For Xandra the Cat. Check. For FB Eatery. Check. For Aaron the Wife. Check. For Zach Pullman. Hail Satan. <laughs> for Jason Cornelius, Bill. I am I'm Corona Bill Free, Vegas. damn it. 
And everybody boo the heat! Boo!